was a talented administrator rarely seen outside of the museum, while Sir Marshton was his alter ego, the man people thought of when the British Museum came up in conversation. He was famous for travelling extensively and making several important archaeological discoveries. He had become the modern-day icon for the romantic vision of the English explorers of the past. I was a rather normal-looking, 22-year-old English nerd, ruddy complexion, brown hair and eyes, perhaps a few stone, pounds, overweight, but I looked pretty good, if I do say so myself. So it was that a fortnight later, Sir Marston, Nelson and I boarded a jet for Cairo. My eyes were glued to the aircraft window during the entire flight. I felt like a bird that had just left its nest for the first time, flying over wondrous territory. Only, I had not left my nest until I had reached the ripe old age of twenty-two. Lucky for me, the wind direction over the Cairo airport was such that our landing path took us into view of the pyramids of Giza. They were barely visible on the horizon, but it was a thrill for me to see these examples of ancient engineering skills. Upon landing, we followed Sir Marston, a frequent visitor to Egypt, to the area where ground transportation was available. Even though Nelson had also never been there before, he played the wizened traveller and warned me, don't get lost here, or you may never see London again. I may have been the green tourist personified, but I had already promised myself to have one or both of my fellow travellers in sight at all times. As we walked onto the platform at ground transportation, a man approached us with his arms spread wide and aloud, My brother! It was Zai Hawass, the Egyptian Minister of Antiquities. I recognised him from a few documentaries I had seen televised. He clasped Sir Marston tightly and received the same welcome in return. I was impressed that such a high official would greet us personally. Then Sir Marston introduced Nelson and me, and we shook hands with the minister. Dr. Hawass said, I'm so glad you could come and bring us some help. This find may be one of the best yet discovered. Dr. Zai Hawass was more than a coordinator of Egyptian excavations and the man who handled the public relations work for Egyptian historical treasures. He was a hands-on researcher who loved his job. This grey-haired, distinguished-looking man has been in a number of televised documentaries about the pyramids or tombs found in Egypt, and was well known around the world. We were ushered into an oversized hummer, driven by a man named Habib, and soon the five of us were rapidly crossing expanses of desert sand where the only visible things other than the dunes was the road leading straight off into the horizon. It was hot, but all the windows were open, and we were moving along at about 120 kilometers per hour, about 60 miles per hour, ensuring that we were constantly buffeted by a significant breeze. While we were en route, Dr. Hawass explained the circumstances. There is a small side corridor in the Valley of the Kings, which had been explored several years ago with no findings. Three weeks ago, on November 10th, there occurred one of the largest and longest-lasting sandstorms we have seen in this area for many years. For three days, high winds moved hundreds of tons of sand around, even in the Valley of the Kings, which is mostly stone. At first, our concern was for a couple of ongoing digs we had. We began removing the tons of sand the storm had piled up in and around these tombs in order to resume our work there. But on November 21st, a worker on a break noticed what he thought was a small cave in that side corridor that the sandstorm had uncovered. He went to it, thinking he might find some shade to rest in, 
but he saw that the cave opening was more square than round, so he reported the find. Our initial investigation found a square entryway that appeared to be the tomb of some lesser official, but the hieroglyphics around the doorway we uncovered indicated that this building was for the protectors of Mayat, the city of Anubis, god of the dead. As we cleared sand from the large room, we found a number of spears and other items that we believe indicate the room may have been a guardhouse. If we are correct, somewhere near the guardhouse is the main entrance to what is probably a large tomb containing a pharaoh and probably a number of his relatives. We reseeded the entrance to the room until we could gather a sufficient team of researchers together to excavate the tomb. While we know that guards patrolled the valley for some years after each royal burial, we have never found a guardhouse near a tomb entrance. We therefore decided to be highly optimistic that this may be a large...